0: Hey everyone, this is Hill Street Soul And you're tuned in to The Core With the Millennial Coach Discussing topics on real life Check it out Everywhere you go Don't forget the ghetto Listen to the call Don't forget the ghetto With the Millennial Coach Cause it's the best show. Welcome back to
1: episode two and it's season two of The Call with me, The Millennial Coach. Hope you got a lot out of episode one. So let's conclude with this next episode. But before we get into the final part of this two part show, please make sure you subscribe and get into the mix and stay acquainted with The Call with your favorite podcaster, The Millennial Coach. Enjoy the show. Tell your friends. Stay tuned.
2: It's so nice to have an international star in the presence of the h f m studio, so I want to say thank you for star' that's a- I don't know about the word star i mean, okay, so you just need to claim it okay, okay. you need all to right. stop all this
3: i like we the- could and- do rise star we could do that okay, you're too old for rising so um I- I'm no I'm not too old no you see you've, ri- you've risen you've
2: risen, but you haven't claimed it that's what it is it's all oh, happened? yeah, that's what happened okay. Because you wouldn't be where you were and you wouldn't have accomplished what you've accomplished
0: Mm. if
2: you were still trying to get up there. It wouldn't even be where it is now.
3: You wouldn't be 300 shows in. You wouldn't have um, Mr. Elton Friends. Actually, the show was awarded too. So we got like the Copenhagen Best DJ Show. We got that award. We got the Polar Music Prize about two years ago. And then there was another DJ award we got. Oh, he got the Lifetime Achievement Grammys. Yeah, recently, and he also got the BT Icon Award. Yeah, that, that, that was years ago. Yeah, that was way before. But me. The, I, no
2: responsibility of that. But <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, he arrived. You arrived, and yeah. you've gone on the journey of that level of growth, and I, and you can't dismiss that.
3: I'm not dismissing that. What I'm saying is, um. I have the big goal, and I like, and I'm doing the smaller things now, so that I have the opportunity to get to my big fish. And and right now, like I, when I was okay, let's say 20 years ago, when I started that job uh, as a messenger, foot messenger, I always it was this guy I forget what his name was. So. Maybe his name is Aiden Thompson. He worked there, and I'm watching him be. He's a black man, young. Uh, I think he's from, he's Caribbean I don't know which ethnicity But he's Caribbean And uh, I remember seeing him walk in And run everything And was like I'm a messenger mention it today I'm gonna be doing what he's doing soon And I always kind of had this focus on I want to learn everything So I could be eligible to get that When the opportunity comes And so, so and I eventually got there and then noticed, oh, I could go much further. I could be a director. Oh, wait a minute. I could possibly be VP. Oh. <laughs> you know, so it's like all of that kind of energy I now translate to what I do now. Yeah. And I feel like what I want to do, I'm at my infancy and I'm still the messenger delivering the packages right now. So soon I'll work my way up to upper management. <laughs> And then possibly the VP role. But in your last life, president of what I want to
2: do. In your last life, you managed to get your, you know, get to a certain position. Yeah. So because we evolve and we change careers and we change lives, you will always be at the infancy when you start new. Absolutely. And so I'm saying you've arrived because you've done the work and you now understand how it works in order to get to where you need to get to. So it's not, you've learned the lessons. You've learned the lessons. There are going to be new, more lessons and new lessons and new devils and new levels.
3: You should have seen me with those kids.
2: Oh, you did see me with those kids. I, I did. Started. I um, actually felt sorry
3: for you at <laughs> but, I actually stayed out of one of <laughs> the rooms. I was like, yeah, I'm really exhausted. It was kind of real. It was yeah. kind of real. I learned some things about myself. I need to, Patience. Have, I need to have my stamina right for the situation. <laughs> my stamina was not there. Basically, <laughs> take your ginseng, iron, yes. and
1: you're good to go. Full
3: night's sleep. Do not try to cook a steak a night before that burns. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the right attitude. I don't know if I told you the story, but the night before doing this mentorship, I crystallized the steak. <laughs> how how did you understand. manage to do it? Well, that was a learning thing for me, understanding Celsius versus Fahrenheit. I, okay. set, I set it to 300 Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> and caramelized the steak. You mean disintegrated? <laughs> disintegrated. in the pungent smell of my room don't worry you're leaving soon
2: <laughs> oh my god so you can um oh, i think you can get up trauma if you do need some unbearable. coaching
3: i couldn't sleep i couldn't think oh. I, I think i was supposed to do some type of questionnaire send it in did not happen
2: look if you do need me to coach you through the trauma please let thank me. thank god for
3: the smart sheet because <laughs> sheet wasn't there <laughs> it have been kind of real today. <laughs> so, do you do you
2: classify yourself as someone um, people look to as a leader? Wow. Okay, it's okay, drum roll because obviously he's really thinking.
3: Yeah, because it's like um, for a long time I always suppressed the idea of the leader because I was always afraid of managing. A dream that somebody has and if it goes bad i was afraid of that accountability that came my way if it goes bad so what happens when it goes good i still kind of shied away from celebrating it that i did it and that's but, why
2: i say step into your
3: right so i so i do move differently now
0: mm-hmm.
3: like i understand that i am still successful at it if i try to do it and used all of the the wisdom and the knowledge I had at that time to create it, to get it done. So a lot of times we procrastinate or we don't get it done because we feel like we haven't learned enough to get it done. Yo, just do what you know how to do. Find out the people that do know how to do it. Put in as much as you can and just get it done. Done. There's an opportunity to do it again. Then do it again, and then do it again, and then at some point of this process being repeated over and over again, you revise it to make it. You revise it to to get to a point where you master the creation of that process. Now, once you've mastered it, now you can teach it to others, so that you can solidify what you've learned for yourself. When you teach it to others, it like have you have a level of understanding of what you believe is the process that creates the things you want to create
2: so being a leader there needs to be a level of control that you're able to master and also the control has to reflect the time something takes to create mm. okay so well wow. one of the things that you mentioned is teaching others and when i used to teach People used to find it strange that I wasn't a textbook teacher. They'll be like, "Yeah, but most people go uni, and the teachers have never done the craft. They just teach from a book." I said, "I could, I can't teach like that because I don't even, I don't think I'll be able to tell you if I'm doing a if I'm doing a workshop or I'm doing lecturing. I can't tell you something I don't understand or oh, I've never done. I, I find that fraudulent. Um, so I think UK universities sack a lot." And I'm joking. <laughs>
3: I'm not going to anything you're saying either way. So let me sack you. them all. Give me a call if you need some help. Some <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink.
2: Have a checkbook ready. <laughs> but I think it's very. I I think in order to the art of completion isn't about having a thousand degrees. It isn't about going to the best universities. It's about having a leadership approach, getting things done. I think it's. And the leadership is also about delegation, what you spoke about. Oh man. I'm learning that the hard way. Oh, I, I delegate so well. I used to delegate so well. I had nothing to do. I was like, I bought it. Well maybe you need to mention me in the of delegation. Trust me, <laughs> I spent when I saw when I used to work for T V well it was Showtime in Dubai, um, at the time, I delegated so well. I spent, I think, two weeks watching Game of Thrones season one and I, Like I was, that's how much delegation I did. And I thought to myself, this is really unacceptable.
3: You know what? My radio show, the guy, the team on my radio show probably feels the same way about that right now about me. Because I literally figured out, with the exception of creating the ads for the show, I still support that. They have um, been scheduling guests, acquiring information and photographs from the guests, um, giving them the whole warm-up speech. Uh, they bring in the guest host. They film it. They upload it to. I mean, I didn't expect it. I just wanted them to do something and not let the show go away in my yeah. absence. Yeah. I knew how important. So while I'm on tour after the Saturdays with Mr. Ellen Friends, the whole format was it came from. Wow, this is you got time? Yeah. Okay. You just looked at the clock <laughs> If I wish you were here To see her look at the clock <laughs> So <laughs> Saturdays with Mr. L Was not even an idea Not even something that Me Anybody in my team Had on our table It wasn't on our to-do list At all I finished my album My third album Before it started And When before, did you start
2: the um, show? Oh well, yeah
3: this, this, this year It's a brand oh, new wow. show Oh wow Okay Brand new show
2: Okay
3: Um and it happened because while I was, like, working on, like, the, I guess the, the press delivery, in the midst of press delivery, was like, yo, we, which bloggers and podcasters that are our friends that are close to us can we reach out to that could quickly get the idea of this album being out? And, you know, I try to work on a lateral level with promotions and campaigning. Like, a lot of times people will be trying to aim for platforms that are beyond their reach or they don't have relationships there. And, you know... I understand that we all come up together. Mm-hmm, there are a mm-hmm. bunch of smaller platforms that are waiting for the opportunity to get to the next tier and to the next tier. Look at your lateral network of friends, people that have the same engagement, the same type of engagement you have. They're kind of like, the numbers are kind of the same or a little bit more. You go at them and say, yo, what are you doing next week? Can I get that? And I've been reaching out to them and all of them are like, well, oh, we have to do it virtual because of the pandemic. We got to do it virtual because of the pandemic. And I'm just like, man, this album to me is third album and my approach to this album was slightly different than the other two albums in a sense that I was trying to bring energy back to music that represented how we felt right before the pandemic, pandemic. that's why it's called before it started
0: mm.
3: album is called before it oh, started you,
2: you know what you know when you were telling me about the album and it was called before it started i thought it was before your career started
3: in music it's, it's, it's both Okay So it definitely It translates to both ideas Because there was okay. a song On the album That I did with my brother mm. My brother is real time We have a song On the album Called the title track Before it started And it explores The ideas of what We thought about hip hop Before we actually Started recording it And knowing that We can make money And it could be jobs Like Like we talk about Packing groceries And writing rhymes And sharing with our friends And not knowing that this is going to be a billion dollar industry because mm. at the time it wasn't yeah of course we're talking about 1992 yeah at the time it, it was just that was, was fresh a, it, yeah like the yeah. For, the first 40 million dollar deal hasn't been written yet and that was with the uh, puff daddy and i think 93 with Arista and bad boy
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
3: like mm-hmm. so it's like a lot of things in hip-hop haven't happened and we were just writing raps because it was fun, and we were listening to Boogie Down. And- oh, yeah, we were like you know we liked it. we were listening to I think Apache. That was when yeah. We, yeah. we brought that up I think in a previous conversation of us. We were listening to that, and Poor Georgie, and uh, 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 uh what was the uh, uh, Cross BD. Colors, EPMD, Down with the Kings, and yeah. uh, Pete Rock and Seal, Smooth, Onyx. It was a good time for hip hop. It was. It was it was. was, like, it, was uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, people it enjoyed was fun, it. But, you know, to be fair to today's hip hop.
2: They've monetized the hell
3: out of it. Right. But it's still kind of, I still find like young hip hop that connects and that's relative to what kids like and love now. Yeah. So it's so. really the same thing, polished and for, more, for, more for. It's all relative. Right, right. It's all relative. So, um, but that—that really what, what the album was about. Mm. It's about like before you figure out, before that thing. Because the last time before that, it starts now, I did, that I put out last October was a direct response to police brutality and black men feeling this discomfort Mm -hmm. of the policing in America. And like, and it was very, it came from a very angry place. The album was so, I did that album because I wanted to put it out a month before people had to decide who the next president was gonna be. So I intentionally put it out on October 6th, knowing that four weeks later, we have to pick up the president. And I wanted everybody, that, that was my contribution because I think the pandemic happened in March, George Floyd at the end of the month, the Black Lives Matter movement was on, it's like, was on like, you know, you Everywhere. know, yeah, it was like, you know, a thousand miles an hour compared to two miles an hour. It was, it just went, the world had a time, had time to digest what is really happening in that area. So when it start, so when I did it, starts now, we took them out three months later we have to select the president after this happened. People forget why they were angry in March.
2: Mm.
3: I said, yo, I'm doing this album. My team, they told me we have to do this album. And I did it. Mm. And I, I felt like we did a great job because I went, it was originally titled The Riot Starts Now. But then I thought, no, it's not time to riot. If we get that guy back in office, We'll do an album called Right Starts Now For now It starts now When I say it starts now Is the idea of change
2: Yeah Do you think um, When we talk about The art of completion You have to be Very strategic In how you prioritize
3: Yeah so That's what I've learned When I did the first album Drowsy. It took me 18 months To do that I didn't know What type of artist I wanted to be I didn't know What people would think Of my opinions In a that, that kind of auditory performance. Because they're like, I'm 45. Why is he rapping? What is he doing? That makes no sense. And I've always felt like, you know, no shame on all the artists I work with. But, I helped a lot of artists complete their hip-hop projects. And I do kind of feel like, man, I probably could have did that slightly better. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? But it's like, it's not my job to... To upstage them, it's my job to make them sound, sound the best that I think they can sound, and I contribute every ounce of energy to make sure it goes. But then there was that little part of me because I, you know, it, it all this whole journey started from me, my brother, and our friend being a rap group called Grand Boom back in 1993, and my my uncle was funding it, oh, wow. and we did really bad demos.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it's such beautiful videos. memories.
3: I, if I show you some video, content, our friendship will end. Okay. It, it, well, don't. but but you know what's interesting though, my brother brought this footage to me to cut a music video for before I started, and we will be revealing all of it. oh wow okay it's this version of us in the beginning. That's beautiful for that music video. because this is the thing, you know,
2: completion is a
3: journey. Yeah, I didn't know how to finish an album, and, and and the only reason why I did the album is because I had three guys on my label at the time. Shout out to GLS, J.K. Capone, and Shallow Seven One Eight. They stood by me through this whole weird time where I didn't know what I wanted to do
2: next. But don't you think that is, this is where when you don't even know how to lead, people can help you become the leader you need to be. Right. And when they say that someone believes in you more than you believe in yourself, that is where you really need to. And I always say this, value the people around you who are supporting you. even Shout out to
3: Queen Mixie, uh, uh Jerry we call we, we, her new name now is the commissioner of more beats it's a funny joke behind that but it's like Batman and Commissioner Gordon <laughs> yeah yeah it was, it was a funny event happened in the studio and she they, like, made a call to GLS and he pops up at the studio and the joke goes yo you called him like he was Batman or something she called you the commissioner <laughs> so now her name is the, the commissioner of more beats so shout out she does an amazing job leading the guys for the for the Saturdays with Mr. L Project and she manages the studio with my protege producer Bass Violator I have so many people that I have been able to touch just one project at a time, and I didn't know it was gonna happen that way. So that's why I tell people about the art of completion and I'm starting this journey of communicating it because when you get the one thing done, it inspires the next person. That person asks you a question on how you did it and then you go, damn, you know what, you gotta, let's do it for you too, boom. Let's do it for you too, boom. So it, it came to a point where I put out Drowsy. It inspired my protege, JQ. He does another project. And then DLS immediately jumps in and does another project. And then who heard that album? Um, oh, another guy, Black Man, he's on the label now. He heard GLS project and said, Oh, could you do that for me? I said, man, but I knew he, I knew that I opened him at my release party when I did the Drowsy album release party. And I watched him react to the album that was the moment I knew the album was done when I had the album release party and I played it and I watched all, all my colleagues enjoy it mm-hmm. it's like you have to see when you're done and you move on to the next thing like we get in our our, our way when we don't just let it go and let it do what it needs to do every i like everything that you will learn to be better will likely happen after you've done something yeah and you could go back and say, man, I really screwed up that kick there. I really but screwed up that kick. And that work wasn't see. right. And
2: they don't see that. They end see of the day,
3: perfection, when, you, when you do the next one, it's going to. Yeah. People yeah. forget that Beyonce got dropped from her label six times before the no, no, no happened. Oh, Destiny's Child. Destiny, Destiny Child yeah. got yeah. dropped. Yeah. But I say Beyonce because people don't know the Destiny Child story. They know the Beyonce story. Mm. She was the leader of that. Movie. Yeah. So, yeah. like. I'm really talking to all Like please I, I,
2: I like the story Because um, we've had conversations When you talk I, I'm i not I don't listen to Migos But you were telling me They've They've worked Like over the time It's just They just They just kept working And you said They got rejected like 10 times Yeah
3: They just kept working And like, I remember hearing them On Little Kim's Mix CD Years ago Before they were like before they happened. Mm. And then they do a song with Drake. I think it was called Versace. Okay. And then everybody know who Migo is. And then right. it started. Okay. And then they just kept churning out albums. Mm. And they started to evolve in the young community with the records. Mm. And when I listen to Culture 3 now, I go, man, they really got it to a point where they have mastered Since this yeah. sound. Yeah. Like, I don't care what you think about the context of the records or whether you think it has any quality for anybody to listen to. When I played the first song, "Avalanche," I was like, "They have really figured out how to do this art really well."
2: On that note, we're going to take five. I love Mr. L. He's got to come back. When you come back to London,
3: uh, I just got a text from uh, tour manager Adam that we're doing some gigs in London on our tour October, november So I'll be back.
2: Okay, guys. So all the girls that are um, bored and they they. Well, if you're really bored, you might be single or not, but you can get to the airport and start screaming Mr. L when he lands. um, So we can have a welcome party. I'm happy to arrange. (laughs) But um, keep me out of trouble. (laughs) But no, you guys are locked into the call with me, the millennial coach. So Mr. L is a mix engineer, content producer, and he is a music artist or rapper.
3: Hip-hop uh, I artist. like to call myself a recording artist. Recording. I just chose the tool of rapping. Okay. As a recording artist, I I wouldn't compare myself to rappers. There are rappers out there who um, really work really hard on that kind of craft. Right. Okay. Um, for myself, I try to design songs that are form fitting to what I'm trying to do. With. Do a direction of my music mm-hmm. So The music I create I don't know if, You probably haven't discussed this much But I felt like there was a void in music um, As a 45 year old music listener There isn't targeted music For me to listen to I agree with that So it was like Yo why isn't nobody Delivering these records That's And so when I mean. look at the I look at the dynamics Like like the The baby boomers Like the people 35 to 45 Or even up to 50 take up, um, what they say? It was like 45, 50, like, like they don't, they're like about the same as the 13th to 21. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
3: Like when you look at the, what's the word, censorship? What's it? Con, is it consensus? Consensus, yeah. I don't know what I, you call that. I mean, it, like- it's, it's getting
2: late. I yeah, think we're both getting like, tired, so.
3: Uh, population, that's the word. There, oh, demographic. Demographic, uh, yeah, demographic can say that but i I felt like the the music wasn't being delivered to guys like me so i'm like you know what let me write a record or records that will be fitting for somebody my age
2: this is i think a lesson for everyone to take um your age has nothing to do with your creativity i think just understanding there may be a gap in the market that you can fill and knowing that it's relevant to people that are like you Uh, you know for me when i think about doing this show and you know, creating the podcast and all that. I'm like, yes, there's a lot of, there's like 20 billion podcasts out there, but I just feel that this gives people the opportunity to really, and people from all different walks of life come on the show, but they, it gives people the opportunity to hear a story that will impact their lives. Not just about, oh, I'm listening to someone's life, but the lessons that you're taking and implementing in your life. You know, it's everyone's got a craft that somebody needs to receive, Wow! you know, and if you can, if you can see that it's missing, the fearlessness that I, I believe people need to endorse will give them a new lease of life in order to get to the art of completion. So on that note, I want to talk about constant um, communication for the art of completion now communication is one of my strong points i am a very strong communicator sometimes i disappear off the radar i have spoken about the fact that i do have endometriosis and that's not always a fun uh, experience and i think it's important to be clear about who you are what you experience in order for people to understand how you choose to communicate so people don't always understand people's behaviors but if you can always give people context it gives people choices on how they want to interact with you so when you are trying to complete tasks or anyone's trying to complete tasks what would your recommendation be in communicating especially difficult conversations um say for example someone's not delivering on time say for example you're working with someone who isn't black and then they may make a comment that stirs racial tension in your team for example Um, or you know, you really want to get to work with someone prestigious, but you don't really know if they would respond to you. Mm. What are your What are your thoughts and tips, Mr. L? Well,
3: I, we've been trying to have regular meetings to just kind of, I think, understanding what everybody's goal is is Mm -hmm. and then and then trying to find a way where the goals of mine helps mm -hmm. us figure out which people in the team can actually help us because not everybody on the team is the one to help you like sometimes we have this perception that everybody needs to pull in and help my my initiative that's not the case like Mm -hmm. uh, and i don't i don't expect people to like, just because we're in the same room, you have to support another artist in the room. The opportunity to to support the other artists is there. And I'm gonna show you that there's an opportunity to support them. It's up to you whether you want that or not. But understanding that the people you don't support, you won't connect to the people that support them and the fan base that they've created for Mm -hmm. themselves. And, you know, I I tell the commissioner at beats all the time, you know, my my sling line is, um, we need everybody. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. even when you don't, like, even if you feel like somebody's just, like, a detriment to the project, not, like, we need everybody. We need the bad energy. We need the good energy. We need to understand the bad energy. And we need to figure out how to react to both sides of it. Because you need to react to the good and you need to react to the bad. How do you handle that? What's the reaction to, like, a bad moment? Like, like, there was a similar moment. I think we probably talked about this lightly. We were on the way back from um, your last podcast because I came to support that. And um, just to kind of get a look at what the podcast is and how I could... I just wanted to provide insight to help any way I could. Which I'm grateful for. And on that drive, it was like, my team is arguing about replacing headsets that got broken in my absence. Now, naturally, if somebody would've just hit me and said, yo, Al, the headphones are broken, I don't want to Amazon.com, order the new of headphones, it would've been delivered the next day or whatever. But someone suggested, oh, Lenny's not here. Let's just all pour in to get some headsets. Now, not everybody agreeable because we have a chat we call it a a text group that we have the the people that regular to the studio use it really to manage time and sometimes people slide a joke in there but this opportunity for everybody to support getting new headsets for the studio Mm -hmm. came up through the tech group not everybody responded to this this agenda Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. there were four or five of them that did so my nephew wanted an artist in the studio. Shout out to, to his name is the real MF Dot. That's his artist name. That's really his artist name.
0: Okay.
3: So, <laughs> as we can't swear on yeah. the show, MF. Yeah. If you don't know what no, well, well, I think you should Google
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, his, his that's not his. His name is actually the real MF Dot. Like that's the name. <laughs> because he went as Dot and found out that other people were using Dot, and he was like, "Huh, I'm gonna call myself the real MF Dot." <laughs> it worked out. We we so he he. He said, "Yo, I'm going to buy the two headphones." I got. He comes there regularly, maybe two, three times a week. And he's like, "I'm at the store. I got 200 bucks. I'm getting these headphones now. Whoever wants to give me the money, give them to me." He sends a snapshot of the, the headphones that he got recommended to purchase from some audio guy at the store. Bass goes. The uh, my protege uh, producer Bass violated immediately attacks it on the group of sale. Before you buy them, make sure Elle approves them because if he comes back, you got the wrong he- headphones, we gotta buy headphones again, doesn't make sense to do that. I see it, I immediately goes, those are perfect. I like those headsets. Everybody, you know, the ones that wanted to contribute said, cool, get them, get them, get them, get them, get them. A week later goes by and only I think one person contributed um, or gave him cash, you know, cash out everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he celebrated the person in the text and said yo shout out to Rob Finesse for giving me whatever X dollars toward the headsets if anybody else is still going to contribute let me know when you can get it to me and the chat went on fire
2: so what type of impact did that communication have
3: well one of the individuals in the text immediately stepped on it and said listen I never committed to providing contributing to that Mm -hmm. and you know and it came from um, someone on my team that has, like, provided uh, a lot of support to the studio. One of my most trusted um, in the team. So it's like, um, so it's like, great. So it was interesting. I know he was, he had the ability to contribute, but he was insulted that he was added to the group to batch in for this thing when he never said he was going to do it. Yeah. That's really, it was, So what, what is that word called? It's a word for it. When you, um, I don't Confirm or... I don't know. It's like, I don't know if it was, uh, I don't know, respect or ego. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you call it. But I, at the end of the day, I left them to figure out what's the best way to do it. I was like, why don't y'all talk about how y'all want to handle it? And it almost kind of blew over. And then when it was all said and done, and people said they were going to contribute, contributed, and it thus settled. I said, you know, I'm glad that this event with the headphones happened now before we had a million dollar deal on the table, and y'all can't get a song together because of a petty argument. Mm. I said, this is an opportunity for us to understand that we will have these moments. Disagreements. Right. We need to know how to handle it. And And it's not about good or bad, or best or worst. It's about just handling
2: it exactly and I, and you know people categorize communication and that's what creates division right. because you decide that that's not good communication or that's not polite or blah 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 sometimes and i'm on you know when i coach some people if someone's being rude to me sometimes you have people that i don't know wake up on the wrong side of bed I think it's important to let people have their space to say what they're saying because I'll come and fire shots at you. (laughs) And I think it's very important that they understand that I'll match your energy. If you're rude to me, I'm going to be rude to you back. But I think you need to also understand. For me, I do it as a learning experience for them because I will let them know. See, when you talk to someone like that, it doesn't even have to be me. This may be the response you will get. So when you're upset... You need to be aware that that's your stuff and you can't you know you can't employ that to someone else because it's, they don't even know why you're feeling the way you're feeling
3: right
2: do you get what i mean we're yeah. not you're, you're responsible only for
3: yourself and yeah. your reactions yeah. your reaction may have come from something else in your day that created that exactly yeah, yeah. and i think this
2: is where people sometimes when it comes to content communication you have to I, I call it self-auditing you've got to audit yourself oh man there you go on oh, a regular that. On a, you know self-auditing you've got to mm. consistently check yourself mm. you know whatever you're feeling if i'm upset i just shut my mouth and i disappear because i just think it's not anyone else i need to deal with whatever whatever's going wrong so you got to self audit. you got to take time out and understand and sometimes your reaction you've overreacted i thought over, i've reacted to my brother today um, and i phoned him to apologize he didn't care but it mm. bothered me how i spoke to him not because i was him, mm. but it just caught me at a really um sensitive time and i have to check me even if that person's not offended that's important to me about that relationship and i think you need to measure the relationships and what they mean to you when you're communicating but we, we're almost out of time so i do i've got a few points before we come to a close how do you find time to work and eliminate distractions
3: uh i put it on a calendar so like i like i like i just like even like like i break down every tiny little thing like i created a process in the song where we know like me and the team like me and bass violated before we did black man's project we looked down we looked at the science of how long does it really take us to do a song whether it's 30 minutes here, 30 minutes here, let's put it together and what is that? Like we now know that like over this year, we know that a nine track album will take us 48 working hours and 12 meeting hours to do. Wherever we put that, like it's sort of like an um, example that I put in front of uh, one of the young people, Anna yesterday, she said she wanted a goal to write 10 songs. I said, well, how long does it take you to write one song? She said, 20 minutes, tops. Yeah, I watched
2: I watched that conversation and then you broke down the minutes into a chunk. And then you gave her a realistic
3: approach to it. Yeah. And that's how I get my that's how I set my goals. And so not only did I say, okay, to make write 10 songs will take 200 minutes, I also said, Instead of taking 20 minutes a day to write a song, take five minutes or 10 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. And now you can see over 40 days, or over 50 days, you can get the 10 songs written. And when she saw that that's not, that's doable. I could put five minutes a day in. All of the things in her day she thought were distractions, keeping her from writing the song, were now non-existent. There was a rapper that we, um,
2: I interviewed, Benjamin Banneker, and he said every day at 9 p.m., he switches his phone off for two hours Yep. every day. So he doesn't care what's happening. He will switch his phone off and he will focus. And I know pandemic has thrown a lot of people off. Because I, like, I don't like routine, but I like routine, if that makes sense. I don't like routine when you tell me when I have to work, but I like routine when I have to. I make my own arrangements. But I think sometimes that when you get out of your own habits it actually does create a distraction because the pandemic is something no one even knew how to deal with. Right. You know, it's not like you're you. You know, you're locked in your house for, for a year and this is normal. So in terms of um, dealing with or eliminating distraction, I do think that people need to have a conversation about what their difficulties are in order to be able to see where they need to make changes. If you are someone who gets distracted, have a conversation with someone that you trust that can actually guide you in the right direction Mm, distractions yeah because Mm. you might not realize that if you said this at the very beginning when Frank loves football what's he need in order to do something with football he needs a football right as people might say yeah but that's basic we should no it's still required yeah and that's the same approach to distractions what small thing i.e. i like the real housewives
3: and that, that gets you through
2: the day yeah oh. because I talk all day for a living and I'm tired and you so want
3: somebody I, else to talk
2: yeah and I want something that is so ridiculous <laughs> okay. that I don't even have to think about what they're doing because it's so petty and you know arguing about nonsense that I wouldn't even consider in my own life but it takes me away and then I get to the next episode I'm like what and then I get distracted because I've, I'm, I know that I don't have to think too much so sometimes you get carried away with your own distraction because yeah. you're trying to avoid and eliminate, mm. you know, your own frustrations from the day. But I think we have to limit our distractions. And if when I was doing my MBA, I'm never, like every day after work, I'll come from work. I give myself 7 p.m. I can do whatever I like from four, five o'clock in the afternoon until 7 p.m. I can eat. I can watch TV. I can do whatever. Everything's off. I read for two hours and I run my essays. And I won't sometimes write, finish my essays for 4 a.m. But that's what I did every day for a year. And and the thing is, it's like habits. We sp- I speak about this all the time on the shows. Habits are things you do on a regular basis, even if it's in small
3: increments. A lot of times when I have a creative moment where I'm uncertain or not sure or know if I could um, get it done quickly, I'll take a nap before I do
2: it. Mm. Mm.
3: So before trying that thing that you think is difficult,
2: Take a 30 minute nap. Okay, that might turn into two
3: happens, hours me, but yeah, but what will happen is your brain um consciously, yeah. Actually, while you're sleeping, you're thinking about how to get it done. So when you wake up from that nap, it's like, oh, it just it's this simple. Because like you've the you're, light bulb will come Because re- you don't have the frustrations of It's your subconscious. Right you've yeah. retrained it. Yeah.
2: So okay, so we got kind of two more points is don't get hung up on your mistakes. How do you not get hung up on when you've made an error in your process to get things completed? Uh, right. I
3: think it's great to make mistakes. I.e., uh, yeah,
2: give I make, me an example.
3: Uh, I make mistakes all the time.
2: like... Um, Hope meeting me was not a mistake.
3: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite possible. I
2: don't
1: know. I don't
3: have a Security,
1: if you're <laughs> yeah.
2: listening outside, can yeah. we
3: have this young uh, man move? <laughs> I make tons of mistakes, but um, I, I, I kind of look at mistakes and say, um how creative that mistake was okay. and then, and did I do something that was um like cuz uh, sometimes when i make a mistake on a song people go yo i was cool that you did that thing and i go damn i hate it when i do that. <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's like you forget that know it's been appreciated right somebody likes that mistake like some of the nuances of most of the artists like it's because of the way they said the word wrong slightly or slightly different yeah or they were offbeat slightly like people like Blueface because he raps so deep like yeah you know what i mean yeah 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 yeah. so it's like (laughs) He got arrested recently, by the way. But yeah. anyway, well, shout out to Blueface; he's working hard. <laughs> I, 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 I heard a recent record that was on beat so I realized it was in t- very intentional for him to take that approach. Okay. So,
2: okay, and perfect is the enemy of the done.
3: Perfect is the enemy of the done. Wow. So, do you really want my opinion of perfection? I don't. I, I think your your perfection
2: or anyone's perfection is Your version of completion, it doesn't necessarily have to be what perfect means to someone else.
3: I don't think perfection exists. I think the word perfection was created to make us inferior to our performances. Okay. Don't exist. Nothing's perfect. Like we were created to be imperfect. And like, you know what? The only thing that is perfect is what we do. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like we're like we're, pro- we're perfect for the moment that we are in but that's what I mean like, everything we learn up to that moment and the decision we make on something is based on our experiences and if you honor your experiences and you make a decision that works for you that perfect makes you for happy you yeah yeah that might be some level of perfection but, but I honestly don't believe in perfection when people talk the word of perfection I feel like it's a word that's used to make someone perfect. feel that like their performance is inferior and I don't believe in that Thank Every
2: you. performance is amazing, in my opinion. Okay, Mister L, just literally hooed sh- <laughs> <laughs> all over that. But I'm gonna just—that that <laughs> ask- wasn't the
3: intent. But all my friends, they know that okay. I come from so, this world of wh- what. what? R- remember uh, when
2: I said as good um, as it gets? Remember to ask when you're coming back. Please don't let me. I don't, don't want to know. <laughs> okay, so my last question is, and I think perfect this is <laughs> <laughs> the last question I have for you is this. Well I have another question But that's a personal kind of question That I always ask all my guests Um, When do you know when to quit? Like because some people
3: You mean mean quit working on something Or quit a project or
2: Quit trying to complete something Because it's just never going to work And you're never going to do it I do think it's important to know That you may not be aligned to that particular thing But also I I think I finish it anyway But don't you think and this is just a question don't you think that sometimes you quit for the moment and you might leave it for two years and come back and the level of perfection that your version of perfection Mm. that you're going to induce into that project is the right time and someone like anthony hamilton his friend i i love documentaries on musicians but his friend said for 10 years they drove from city to city performed and he said he was just too before his time he just wasn't you know, his artistry wasn't embraced. He was just too old before his time. And then when he hit and he became big, you know, successful, you know, I've seen him in concert in London at the Jazz Cafe. You know, I've got some music videos. He's performed like, you know, he even performed it, I think, um, Nipsey Hussle's uh, funeral. Sometimes a project could be, you really have a passion for something and it's just not the right time. So it's not quitting permanently, it's quitting temporarily. Mm. Until you re, you know, reignite the necessi- necessity of it.
3: I think anything that, any opportunities that present themselves to you, come in the time that they need to. Okay. Um, as a guy who thought that my opportunity to travel the world um, with the legend, and then start a record label and put out eleven artists over the course of a year, and work to a level where I could push out upwards of two to three projects like you never know what you're capable of until you try it. and like he didn't know what he was capable of until he finished his tour runs Mm. like the person that was going to change his life and make it worth all the good he just didn't meet that person yet Mm. but when he got the opportunity he was ready because he rehearsed that stage presence a thousand times Yeah. yeah so it's like you know I see that differently Than that was probably said Okay um, I think he did All the work That he needed to do To claim The spot And the role in his artistry Like no one denies Anthony Hamilton Of his artistry today Oh my god you can't And imagine if he didn't Do all follow of those through. shows Yeah What version Of Anthony Hamilton Would be listening to mm. Well um, Charlene is <laughs> really pleased he made that song so uh, yeah so you know I, 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 you, you gotta take the, the bruises with the with the polishing mm. you know mm. and you gotta it's, so, it's, it's okay to put band-aid on a bruise and and, and and get back to it like like the best way to ride a bike is to fall
2: yeah that's
3: true but we have to lovingly help each other get back up. Yeah, I mean, hey, you could to give yourself up, you know. Because, no, I, I like the like Rich's boy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, my last question is: if if today was your last day on earth, what would you leave us with?
3: I did it already.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah, I already did it. Like, um, a lot of uh, the things I do is driven by the idea that. How will people feel once it's done? Mm. And I, I like I try to tell people that all the time. Like, like during the pandemic, I realized like we like we could it's like we lost a lot of people. Yeah. And that kind of suffering makes you think, if I'm not here tomorrow, what will they have? Mm. And you know, I looked at what was required for home, how could I support my family, like what does my daughter need to to, to, to carry on without me what does my son need to carry on, like what things do I need to instill and say to him that can always be with him Mm. what things do I need to prep and have ready for my wife so she can do some amazing things past my existence, and then okay now it's this team that really believes Mm. in what we're trying to create, what will I build for them and teach them to do so they can carry this work on without me Mm, 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 mm. that changed how i delegated because i didn't just delegate i taught them how to be proficient in all of these areas like there are a lot of things that go on in the studio now that i don't have to i used to be hands-on in every song i used to record every song master every song mix every song uh uh to handle the, the shoot the music video but now it's like i've taught them how to market their own records i've taught them how to Um, hire videographers to to shoot their vision and understanding the workflow what people you need to employ to make it go and then the radio show I have six people on a team that that show is going without me Mm, like mm. the studio is being managed by Base, violating the commissioner and GLS without me Mm. I look at the camera to make sure someone's there and the most I have to do is be like who's working today
2: Mm, mm.
3: I have six Protégé producers and mix engineers that are working under me that I've taught them to think like me I've upgraded the equipment so that I don't have to physically be here Like this small setup, this is a remote setup where I can log in and I can work along with them right now Mm -hmm. And I have a set where I can teach them some things I taught them how to use the Pro Tools templates I create. I emulated how I would record a record Because I found out about these Pro these um templates they have Templates or whatever And um I, t- I taught him how to do that mm. So So when you ask What are you going to leave behind I already did that Okay so Can I just come Get in your world then That's what I'm asking You already are Oh wow see When I gave you The three pages of notes About <laughs> your show And some soundbite ideas And the like What's the next level And like You know The way we're recording Your show now Is a little bit unique Than how you normally You know Take your approach To your show So So when you ask that It's like I think about that Every day Wow Even when working with Elaine In the mentoring lab Meeting the guy At Pirate Studio Mm -hmm. Figuring out those resources Every every day I'm on stage With Flash
0: Mm -hmm.
3: And figure out How this shit Still happens Sorry Excuse me How it can happen Without me That's how passionate I am about it So excuse me.
2: Okay Well Mr. L I want to say Thank you very much For joining me Today And I think it's nice To have you in the UK, hopefully, you come back soon. And you don't come back just to work, you come back to party. Uh, I could
3: party later,
2: yeah, but party with uh, the Itch family that would be nice. <laughs> um, some of us are really old, so if you got us, take us while you can. <laughs> so, you got a party later, you just need to do it when we go out to there. the Itch family. <laughs> so, um, thank you so much, The Art of Completion. We've gone through a lot of different areas, elements, and subjects. And I hope people take in some notes. And again, research Mr. L. You can catch him. Where can we find you?
3: Well, the best place to find me and my colleagues is on morebeats.com. Morebeats.com, Instagram. Yeah, uh, Instagram, it's morebeats also. More and it's double L O, yeah. sorry, M O O R. Yeah. E-A-T-S. You know, it's my last name with beats on the end. Yeah. More beats. And, and I spelt the beats properly. You know, some people. We say Z. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said
2: yeah, we say Z. Like, uh, uh, we will talk about Zed. our English language <laughs> after the show <laughs> because this is obviously I need morebeats. to start getting to teach them. Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I mean, everything's really there. Like, yeah. I, I'd rather send the traffic to our to our to our space. You can find our social handles right
2: there. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you. Have safe travels on your way back to the US when you do return. And thank you for joining me. I really appreciate your time. You are locked into the Millennial Coach. Have a great weekend, everybody, and just have fun. Show love to the people in your life and be safe. Much love good night
1: thank you for your ears and i hope the show gave you pause to think about your life your focus your direction and has opened you up to seeing life from a different perspective every day is a school day so my advice is, is to stay open to learn the experience that this show brings you and you can catch me on all social medias of instagram at da dot millennial dot coach twitter at the millennial c facebook at the millennial coach so let's keep these conversations going feel free to message me i'd love to hear your thoughts see you next time this is the millennial coach signing out much love
0: hey everyone this is hill street soul and you're tuned in to the core With the Millennial Coach, discussing topics on real life. Check it out. Everywhere you go, don't forget the Listen to the call. Don't forget the With the Millennial Coach. Don't forget Because it's the best show. Welcome.